0: Welcome to Wine with Wendy. This is Mary Beth and Wendy. So tonight on Wine with Wendy, we're gonna be discussing uh raising a strong boy, you know, dealing with both of our boys and the, the issues and the the high points, the low points, the happy points with our our sweet little fellas. Uh what say you, Wendy?
1: I think that's a great topic, just because it's so important for the ladies out there when these boys grow up, so...
0: Absolutely, because we've got to have some, uh, you know, I think as mothers, it, it really does, I, I, <laughs> I hate to say this, it kind of does fall to us to make sure that we're going to raise a, a you know, a strong individual, but yet a loving, understanding, caring, nurturing individual... Um, when it comes to our boys, what do you think about that?
1: I think, yeah, just because if you look at the world um which has been predominantly male dominated, mm. I think that's shifting to more of a um female but uh balancing, but I think the boys you know, if they have a strained relationship with their mothers, they're always gonna have some sort of issue with women, I believe, right. Or just aggression. You know, there's just all kinds of, just like little girls and their daddies, you know. It's just so important to instill, I think, um, you know, the love. But like you were saying, you don't want them to be too soft. But you don't want them to, you know, there's a really fine balance.
0: There's a, a definitely a fine line. Absolutely. So, when, what do you think, uh, you know, boys who always are seeking. Because I think you know where I'm going with this <laughs> Who are always seeking their mother's approval in life oh, you know well how how detrimental or how on the flip side important is that that we give them approval when it is needed and wanted let 's just
1: go ahead and say it.
0: <laughs> go ahead wendy
1: so we're talking about our father, our poor father who's dearly departed um, was always seeking our grandmother 's approval, and it was obvious in an the women that he was with now obviously he chose our mothers we have two different mothers but he was always searching you know for that for the next woman I yeah. think and uh, really he wanted her approval all the yeah. time and she just wouldn't give it to him and you know that's just from that's a little boy thing yeah so you grow all that inside of you and then you carry it into your relationships and then you have daughters and sons that you right. I mean this is a very important thing uh just because it, it perpetuates through the generations you know so it's got to stop somewhere and I think I think mamas are just key key to their boys and girls um
0: Absolutely. So. I, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Um Cuz
1: you have you have an older boy
0: you know, I I have a son who's twenty one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yeah, and mine is about to be six. Right. So, so we could really cover, you know,
0: a the, lot. We could, and we've had a father who we saw all his life. Uh, he did. He he sought out his mother's approval, and for whatever reason, she was just not handing out approvals. <laughs> and I don't know if that was a life lesson he needed to try to learn and cope and get over. Her. About but he desperately wanted her approval, and just never got what he was after, which then in turn, like you said, led to him you know running through a string of women, I guess seeking that approval factor, but never even never getting it in a way he needed it from them, which you know so so I think we can be really good advocates for. The moms out there who have little boys, you know, and little boys can be a handful, Wendy. I mean, you know, they can drive you nuts, so bongo, or you know, and that's just any kid. So it's not just little boys, but you know, little boys are typically, you know, they have a lot of energy. Um, and back in our Father's Day, obviously, you know, a child was supposedly, you know, um, seen and not heard, whereas today it's a completely different story. We allow our children to express (laughs) themselves in leaps and bounds, you know. Um, So I think that that it's something we definitely can speak to and and how we have raised our sons. Um, So what are some of the things that you do right now? Because, you know, take me back a little bit. It's been a long time since Brooks was six years old. But as as a six-year-old child, how are you... um, Giving, I guess Liam the approval that he does need when he needs it. And, but also at the same time, not being a pushover and just, Oh, you're so great. You're so want, cause you know, kids need to understand you're, you're, <laughs> you're going to miss the mark. Sometimes you can do better. There is room for growth, but not squashing their spirit, so to speak. How, how are you handling that with him?
1: Well, and I don't claim to be like the end all be all know all about parenting, but, um, I'm really trying to learn from the mistakes I have seen in in just my own life and with like we're talking about our father. We can talk about him because he's not on the planet anymore. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. But, um, you know, I feel like I'm trying to show him by example. Right. And I'm trying to show him how to be a gentleman, Mm -hmm. so like I expect him to do certain things. I expect him to take out the trash, you know, even though he's little, I'll help him, but him to you know get in there and get to work instead of watching the women do it you right because he has a which we'll talk about girls another day mm-hmm. I have him in karate now and that's helping him learn some discipline you know he's he's a little kid so he's kind of all over the place but he's such a sweetie and I give him lots of hugs lots of kisses but I also you know if he wants to cry I tell him it's okay to cry right you know, however um, we need to talk about a solution right so, instead of him, you know, it's okay to have emotion, I guess, is where I'm really trying to make all sure right. he knows it's okay to express his emotions. Right. Instead of so squashing them down.
0: He, yeah.
1: What so many boys are taught to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buck yeah, up. You're a man. You know, you don't show emotion. Uh, those days are kind of gone.
1: Yeah. That hasn't really seemed to serve our planet. Thank you very much. Um, so, quite frankly, I think, you know, we all have emotions for a reason. Mm-hmm. And to suppress them, well, that'll just wind up giving you stomach cancer or something like that,
0: <laughs> which is what our father so, passed from.
1: But <laughs> I, I, I really think there's a correlation, like we talked about in the, the vibe, you know podcast that your mind is kind of the, uh, the captain of the ship. And you push those emotions down, you don't let them out. you don't channel them through art or some other productive way. right like now or running or something. Then I think it will manifest into an illness, but I mean I don't know. Brooks is through these years, so you tell me what what have you done right, and what, what do you think you did wrong? Like what's what are the your your learning?
0: Oh God, you know, <clears throat> I, I I really don't know what the ingredient, the secret ingredient would have been for my children. My children are not perfect, by the way. Uh, but they're great children. They're <laughs> They're rubbish. <laughs> they're rubbish. They are perfect <laughs> in, in every way. They're perfect. No, they they're uh, human, and but they're great. They're great kids. Um, I really was truly blessed with the both of them. And with Brooks, you know, at an early age, <clears throat> here's something that I think maybe you uh probably have picked up on with Liam is little boys especially for whatever little girls do it too but for some reason little boys do it more and maybe it's the mother son thing they tend to want to um to try harder for their mommies they want to please their mommies they want to you know what do you need I'll do it you know they they're very attentive they they want to do that for their mothers um and I saw that at an early age with Brooks and you know I I remember it kind of happened. I remember when I kind of first noticed it. Actually, uh, I was doing laundry one Saturday morning. I always, I called it laundry hell because you know when they're that age, it seems like you're forever in laundry hell and you just can't ever get caught up. And I remember he was a little fella and he he came back to where I was doing the laundry and he wanted to know if he could help. And my first inclination was, no, go on in there and play with your sister or go watch cartoons or just get out of my way so I can get this done. You know, that mentality because it's Saturday. I've only got these two days to get this house back in order before it gets fully destructed again, you know. Yeah. And so so I just want it clean for the two days that I've got. But um, <laughs> but he he looked at me and he was so sweet, like he truly wanted to do what he could do. And I thought you know what? You sure can help. I sat him down the floor and I taught him how to sort clothes. And that was the beginning of him actually getting my approval because really he helped me greatly. It allowed me to turn around and wash a couple of dishes while he's sorting the, the laundry. He immediately picked up on how to put, you know, uh, the dark clothes over here, the white clothes over there kind of thing. That was easy for him. He liked it. It was something that he Um, he felt like he was needed and he felt like he had the approval, I guess, that he was seeking even at that age. Uh, and it was great. It was almost like a a little bit of a bonding time with us because I was like, oh, you did a great job, you know, and he did do a great job. It saved me 10 minutes from having to sit there and sort through clothes. Um, so, and he felt good afterwards. So that was, that was the first sign that I noticed that, okay, you know, and, and the other Part that goes with that is being from the healthcare background. I uh, I've always understood that people, and I guess it applies to children too. People just want to feel needed. They want to be useful. So yeah.
1: Well, that's good. That's actually really good advice, and I'm glad that you said that um, because I've done both. I've you know been the control freak and be like, oh, he can't do it the way I want. Yeah.
0: Or. Yeah
1: know taking my time and showing them and you're right he does seem lots more gratified he feels you know, I mean I, I think that's that's it right there yeah um, is, is showing them we forget that their brains are not developed all the way
0: right right but the small tasks that they can do at that age is so important and that's what we just have to remember that you know
1: I think that's just something that I wish we were taught though as mm-hmm. parents because unless you have taken early childhood development courses like, you don't always know exactly what they know, I guess, or what... People overestimate what they're supposed to know. Right. And I think that's where sometimes child abuse comes in, or people get really frustrated with their kids, is they just maybe don't have the capacity themselves to recognize that that kid doesn't have that skill yet. And until you actually teach them that skill, right. show them and teach them and have them repeat it, then what? why are you getting mad at them? They don't know what to do and I've been guilty of that I'm not even gonna lie I've, I've, I've done that and I have to stop myself and go okay they're only you know this age I need to to, to know what's age appropriate for mm-hmm. them but again that's not really taught unless you go out and seek it or you went to college for it which takes me down our first rabbit hole
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <you>? jump in <laughs>
1: do you think there should be parenting classes about these types of things? I bet that would negate um, a lot of the child abuse that's out there.
0: Yeah, because if you're stuck at home and, you, uh, <clears throat> and you're and you frustrated with a little kid, because they, they can really push some buttons as adults. We don't remember or think how they think and behave. I think it, or, or you've got the fact that there are children that raise children, you know. Um, yeah. I think it would be very helpful. And, and you know, the, the deal is we're, we're role models. And so if I am the, the role model for my son and I am saying, sure, you can help, then what does that do? But hopefully down the road, as he gets older, he can use that, that one thing, sure, you can help to anybody in his life. It applies to women. It applies to men. Anything? Yes, you can help. You know, because I think you're, you're right. You touched on the important thing. We tend to, in our society, let me just get it done. And, it, and a lot of people say, yes, that's a controlling factor. When sometimes, yes, it is. And other times it's just, let me just get it done. I can do it quicker. I can do it faster, better. When really the person that you're dealing with, no matter if they're a child or an adult, when they're coming to you wanting to know if they can help, they truly want to be able to help and really the best gift sometimes you can give someone is to just allow them to help and, yeah. and and I learned that in that moment it was it was kind of a it was such a small silly thing to to a lot of people but it it profoundly affected me obviously cuz I can still remember it to this day and you know and Brooks has been a helper ever since um he's also a leader in a lot of respects he he's become a grown man obviously and he he's you know I've seen him change and grow up and and be a strong man but he I don't know the foundation of of just allowing the children to help I was always made to go away go away go play go outside go do this you know just get on out of here is what I heard a lot when I was growing up and I just kind of took a different parenting approach and style to the way I raised our children
1: which is I mean I think that's where we learn from is our own Parents, you know, of course, they learn from theirs, and so on and so forth. Right. Everybody's really doing the best they can. Sure. Um, hopefully, but I think you know maybe in the future, with all these changes that the world's um, coming across, that perhaps uh, there could be some mandatory classes because of child abuse cases and things. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of that is just stemming from frustration, or, or again thinking the kid knows more about that particular subject than they do. So that would be nice for people to learn because they themselves didn't get to experience that from their parents.
0: Right.
1: So the book can stop somewhere. And So in, in regards to little boys though, I think they love their mommies so much. And you know, you and I have talked about this, that we just love how loving and huggy they are.
0: Right, absolutely. They're,
1: they're your little man.
0: They are. <laughs>
1: so I really, from their mamas, mm-hmm. um, that's just, they. I think they learn how to love uh, women by watching their parents, but, you know, like, we're divorced, mm-hmm. so, and maybe that's another podcast, <laughs> um, but I just try to show him how to be kind to girls, you know, like, we don't hit them, we don't, if you see her, your sister carrying a very large basket of clothes, go and help her, Right there, watch it, you know, if you see um, mom or your sister trying to go to a door, go and open it for them and be a gentleman. So that, to me, now has been
0: lost. That that is really good. I don't know that I um, focused on any of those. So kudos to you. Um, very 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 good parenting. <laughs> the, well, and and chivalry. I think I said that right. Is not dead, uh, obviously, uh, in your household. But, um, I don't know that I did that. I can honestly say, I do know that Brooks will open up doors for me and and stuff, and he does help out. But I think it's great when I see little little kids, little boys doing those things opening the doors. Can I help you? let me get that? you know that that to me it does say a lot about the parents, and you know you just said the the thing about divorce I don't. I don't think in our day and age um, that that has to be looked upon as as something less for the kids. In fact, I think when I look at you and Anthony, you and your your ex-husband, um, I look at it as a better pattern for the children. They're actually getting the best of both their parents because now the attention is no longer focused on a marriage that's not working is focused on okay we're a united front again we're friends again we're raising these children again and we can get it we can you know we can step back and go okay what do we what do we need to do for them um i think a lot of times with divorce especially leading up to that and i know i'm going off a little bit on a rabbit hole here but i think it's worth talking about is a lot of folks when they're headed down that road of divorce That's the focus. It no longer is on the children. It's, you know, sometimes it's, I hate you, you hate me. (laughs) I want you out of here. I want you out of here. Other times, it's just the cold shoulder. There's no communication. And, you know, to me, that's the worst thing that especially boys can witness and live in. So kudos again, if you know your marriage is not going to work out, you know, it's headed down that road. You know it's gonna be focused on for a little bit of time working that that you know divorce and separation out, but if you handle it the way y'all did um then what Liam has experienced, i would think is he's seen both of his parents who he knows still loves him tremendously um he has seen the fact that they can work together, they are still friends, you know he 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 seems like he's been very uh easily transition. Y'all in other words, you set the groundwork and the footwork, you and Anthony, to make the transition I think, smooth. Once you took you and Anthony out of the picture and made the kids the focus, um, those kids are great. They're doing great. I I, thank you. I I just uh I'm very impressed with what I've seen because you know for you and I it's been it was very different (laughs) with our parents' divorces. So
1: Maybe some of that was age, uh, emotions were high, but he, uh, lucky for me, and I know not every divorce is like this, but lucky for me, um, my ex and I are very pragmatic, you know, and it was like, the focus is the kids, we're logical thinkers, right? was emotional, sure, but you had to suck it up and, you know, deal with that later when the kids weren't there. Yeah. Uh, But... To me, thank you. It hasn't been easy. I'll tell you, of course uh, I'm sure you know for him either but but it has been about the kids, and there is a good working relationship still that we always had in our marriage. We just had some other stuff going on that um so you're right I think if if someone's divorced and they can focus on the kids and work together as a team in a different dynamic right uh and that's the key is being able to shift your dynamics from you were supposed to be my husband. Why aren't you being my husband to, okay, so we're co-parenting, right? which is a big key word these days because people are starting to kind of catch on. Yeah. So I feel like, um, if people can do that, then you're right. They get the best of each person. The other person can get a break, you know, now and then to handle their own personal business where Mm -hmm. they couldn't before. Yeah. Um, and, and then the other, you know, you switch and the kids learn that, you stick together your rules are gonna be enforced at both places there's no manipulation going on so yeah maybe I mean I don't know how people could learn that if if they don't if that's not their focus if kids aren't their focus
0: right I mean you know I know um I remember during uh, dad our dad and my mother's divorce I was just little <clears throat> but I understood enough to know that they didn't like each other and I understood enough to know there was a lot of their problem which I felt in turn as a little kid was my problem right. um and so I think what traveled through me from that was I wanted to always try to fix things I wanted to fix people I wanted to fix things I wanted to quickly fix it let's fix it let's get it fixed let's get it fixed let me take care of it let's get it fixed and having to deal with that is, it it—it causes anxiety. It causes stress. Um, but ultimately, luckily, luckily for me, it led me into the road of healthcare, care where I felt like I could contribute. So I turned fixing into contributing. Now, do I still want to fix things? Obviously, yes, I do because I like to take care of everybody. <laughs> but I think if you can teach, especially, again, little boys, how to control emotions how to, and, and I don't mean control motions in the fact of, you don't need to be crying, but just... You
1: mean in a healthy way. In
0: a healthy way. You know, I remember um, Brooks, when he was a little fella, he, he had a tendency, he liked to just, you know, he liked to throw things. It wasn't because he was mad or angry. He literally liked to throw balls. He liked to throw rocks. Um, he was at home one day from school because he had thrown a, a nice big Rock the size of my fist up in the air because he was, and I asked him. I said, "Why did you do that?" I just wanted to see it go up in the air. He, there was no other reason. He didn't want to hit a kid. He wasn't aiming it at a kid. He threw it up and not, you know, across. But he, um, you, you know, you have to sit them down and you have to try on their level to make not make them. I don't want to say make. You can't make anybody, but explain to them. Why it was not a good choice, and I think you've done that very, very well, Wendy, with your kids, especially um giving them the choices it's it's kind- It's kind of hard, but I think about when you've started reintroducing me and I started remembering about the choices we tried it, you know you just kind of get through the way you best can, I guess, but you've really stuck with that whole choice thing. Which I think is really great. And I remember when you were telling me about it, I immediately thought of Costco. So here's a shout out to Costco. They only give their <laughs> they only give their, their their customers like two or three options of things. They don't have like fifty name brand things sitting out there. So you get you, you get the Costco brand of ketchup or you get maybe Heinz and that's it. You decide. So you got two choices. Wow, how less stressful is that for me when I'm shopping? Well, you can apply it to kids. You know, you get a choice between an apple or a banana. You choose. I don't care.
1: Yeah, and you keep it small. Because I remember when I was waiting tables in college, Mm -hmm. and these moms would come in, and they'd be like, do you want Dr. Pepper Sprite?
0: Oh, dear God, lady, give me a break. (laughs) I thought, lady,
1: (laughs) come on, you know? So, I I remember that for some reason all my life, and I thought, I'm not doing that. You can have a a ham sandwich, or you can have a turkey sandwich. Which one is it? Now my kids are super duper smarty pants sometimes, and they'll say, "I'd uh, I'll have chicken nuggets."
0: <laughs> <laughs> an
1: option, not an option. But
0: you
1: know, kudos for trying. Yeah. But thank you. I haven't really tried that, but I did not learn that in my own home. It was you do this or else.
0: Right. And I didn't. I didn't learn it either. I, I'm right there with you. I, I never had choices.
1: I wished that there would have been a class, but I eventually. Found ways to educate myself on how to be a better parent, but I was also an older parent. Than we both
0: people. we both were older parents. Yes, yeah, yes. That was
1: helpful, you know, because <laughs> instead of just reacting, 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 yeah. which I do. Um, but yeah, the choice thing I liked because it, it made sense, because it, it's empowering them. It's taking the heat off you, really. Yeah. Because you can say, hey, that was a choice that you
0: made. Mm-hmm.
1: So that might not have been the best choice. And so here's, here's
0: what the, here's the consequence. Right. Yeah.
1: Consequence or fun. That's what we always talk about. Do you want consequences or do you want to have fun? Now, am I always that calm? No, of course not.
0: <laughs> no, no parent is, and I don't care if they tell you they are or they're not.
1: Yeah, that's
0: baloney. If <laughs> they're the not, run. they're secretly going to the washroom where the washing machine dryer are, and they're pulling out a bottle of Jack Daniels and woofing it down <laughs> real quick to calm their nerves so they're, they're not from all from
1: <laughs> Colorado get some of the wacky weed and that's why they're like whatever but anyway so yeah back to the whole little boy thing because little girls have their own dynamics with moms and dads but I think a good man one that grows up to be responsible you're right they have to have responsibility placed on them that is sufficient with their age they have to know that they're loved you know and accepted right I think that's that really huge that's something our dad didn't get and Boy, look how that turned out for him. Yeah, uh, not that he was a bad person; he just had a, a lot of struggle with uh, females. Um,
0: but you know, but- he also had a lot of love to give. <laughs> I don't mean that in the way of female. He, I remember, he was such a loving person, um, and I think it's because he was always seeking love that he didn't really get. That he he fell in love easy, obviously, yeah. um, and but he did. He loved very. Passionately, he loved very intently. He always would tell me he loved me. I would okay. always say it back. He always said it to you, right? And, and, and our grandchildren, in other words, he, he, that was the greatest thing about him was the fact he could tell you just straight, I love you. And, you know, because people of his generation, sometimes have, my, my mother, uh, kind of has a, you know, when I was growing up, had a harder time of saying, I love you. Um, whereas, uh, daddy just just said it it was you know and it was so wonderful to hear that from him all the time um and brooks says that too we say that a lot in our house we say the i love you you know um i love you i'm going to work i love you i'm home (laughs) so it's really important because i think it just validates the fact that no matter how mad i get with you in this house i still love you you know um because let's face it we're all going to have run-ins with each other we live together, <clears throat> you know. Um, but little boys especially, you're right that the dynamic between the mother and the the son is special. They're so sweet when they're little, and and they are, you know. <clears throat> if you can just hang in there and, like you said, I love the fact you give them choices and give them things to do when they want to do when they want to please you and they want to show you that they want to please you. Give them a chore to do you know think about what they're trying to convey to you they're not trying to get on your nerves and this goes to the whole parenting class thing kind of if they if if there were a parenting class for this that's the one thing i think that needs to be brought up as little kids when when as adults we feel like they're getting on our nerves getting on our nerves they're really not what is it really that they want do they want to just help you do something and can you find something just kind of simple and meaningless for them to do for a few minutes but maybe makes them feel validated and feel really good that they helped you you know because that's what they're going to carry through on in society anyway is wanting to help and feel validated and good about what they've done
1: well you know that too and um there's one more thing that i thought of that i'm I'm trying to shift that i didn't have myself Mm -hmm. which is like my kids will fight and they'll say liam will say you you made me mad and i'm like no (laughs) you are allowing them to make you mad
0: very like good them. yeah
1: your feelings it's not the world doing it to you you're not a victim yes you are your own person so if you choose to let that person get your goat that is your choice again back to the choices right uh that's a tough one because i do it and i'm like y'all are you know making me mad and i'm like stop i'll stop myself mm-hmm. again using myself as example and say nobody can make me mad I let y'all make me mad. Right. And I'm going to do some breathing. Like, I try to catch myself. I don't always, but yeah, um, I'm glad. that. But then I heard them saying that to each other. <laughs> you can't make me mad because I'm not going to let you. And I was like, yes, yeah, I'm and you know, That is the
0: most, isn't that the best validation as a parent is when you hear them repeating stuff that you have tried to drill and drill and drill. And then one day, all of a sudden, it just comes out of their mouth and you're like, oh, I did it. I, I did, did it. You're I did so it. proud of yourself. Yeah, you're like, back there I doing did. the happy dance in your bedroom. I did it. I did it. I did it.
1: <laughs> oh, it makes me so talk about validated. And I love it whenever they play like house or whatever. And one of them's the mom and one of them's the baby. Oh, yeah. I so listen in and see like <laughs> how bossy my daughter is. To my <laughs> but but it tells you how they view your parenting because they're just mimicking. Right. You know, what they know. So it's, it's really a telltale to say, okay they're getting that point or they're not getting that point you know
0: well and and what you're also doing too i think is you are helping them especially when you tell them that another person is not in control of their emotions of feeling happy sad mad you're showing them also how to problem solve you know let me you, you know for for a split second you got to put down your how, what you're feeling and you got to figure out well okay so you're not making me mad then what's going on you know or why
1: am i letting that person get to me like that right like, what is about the situation right I feel insecure about but i mean that's later down the road
0: but sure but still it's that part of growing i mean because they're gonna they're uh, they're constantly growing and evolving and getting older and developing their social skill you know that's the biggest thing is is in society um right now is is developing those social skills and how to deal with interactions of of all people and i just think um you know and, and and going through life being teenagers having you know their peer relationships and just it starts now when they're little especially you know with boys And making sure that they have a good, solid ground to get up and and go on. And again, I think as mothers, um, and I know a lot of people might disagree with me a little bit, but I think mothers have a little bit more weight in that area because of that mother-son connection. And there's truly that special bond between us and our sons.
1: I definitely agree with that. I don't know if it's any more important. I think it's different.
0: Yes. I um, think it's, it's not as, as important. It's not more important. Absolutely. It, But it is completely different.
1: Like, total different dynamics. Because they do need male role models. I, I see that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, but you're right. Like, the the love. I don't know. There's just so many cool dynamics to humans. Because um, I'm sitting here thinking about him and his dad and then him and me. So, it's just all we can say for sure is that we've seen a man always trying to get his mother's approval right? and what it did to him to right. the end. So we, we have a good example to base it on. And, and I think I'm glad we had that. And I'm sorry. I hate that that happened to somebody in the world, but especially our dad, but he also had a bunch of girls. Right. So I think various,
0: um, well, and you know, thankfully for what we had to witness him go through with his own mother and his own kind of problems in life. I think, in some strange sort of way, it actually has set us up and made us become better mothers towards our sons to get them to become well-adjusted adults. You know, hundred
1: fifty percent agree because we don't want them to feel that way in their life. We don't, or their relationships, or their own their own uh, sense sense of worth.
0: Right, right, absolutely. Well, Wendy, this has been another great podcast.
1: Yes, we so always
0: have ones. We do. Tell me, what are you drinking tonight? Because we like to end on this note. And guess what? I'm drinking a little something tonight too. I'll share with you.
1: Oh, what are you drinking?
0: Oh, me first. Okay. Well, I'm drinking. Yes, I'm going to give a shout out to our people here in uh, a place called. Let me get to it. Uh, it's called Wisset Witsit. What's it? North Carolina. It's near Greensboro, North Carolina, to give everybody kind of a geographical area, and it's called Red Oak Barbarian Amber Lager. It's a beer. I don't typically like beers. My husband bought this home for me the other day. It's smooth. It's really great. Um, it's an amber color, obviously, because it's an amber lager, but it is really delicious. I I like it a lot.
1: And we're not doing a commercial because we're not like, no, we're chain. not
0: getting <laughs> <laughs> kickback from them. But hey, if the red oak people want to send me, you know, yeah, a case of these, I will not turn it down.
1: <laughs> Some freebies. Um, the thing I'm drinking tonight is just a dark blend that uh, it was a wine bottle I had left over from last week. Oh, cool. That my mom gave me, and uh, yeah, I had about one ounce left, and that's what I had. It was, I have no idea what was in it, could have been rat poison, for all I know. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> I'll keep <laughs> no, you on the phone uh, well after the show to make sure you're alright. <laughs> it
1: dark blend. It was pretty good, but it wasn't my favorite. But, um, Pinot Noir is my favorite, really. But,
0: mm-hmm. anywho, it was
1: fun. I'm going to drink some uh, some other fluids now, like water and tea. There you go. So, um, I've enjoyed our interaction, as always, sister.
0: Me, too. You can catch us anytime on our Gmail account, and that is Sisters at com. You can look us up on our Facebook account, and that is Wine with Wendy over at Facebook. Give us a shout out. Let us know how much you like our program. Let us know if there's any topics you'd like for us to discuss. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening.